0: Good morning, everybody. Today, Bezmat Hashem will be learning Daf Lavad Hei and Maseches Kxubas. Wow, if Kxubas is Shas Katan and Naris is the heart of Ksubus, then Daf Lavad Hei is the heart of Elunaris. So we're at it. We're at, it. we've hit bedrock, Barry. And so, uh, we miss you, Andrew. And David, if you, if you're not coming today, we miss you too. Bezmat Hashem will all be reunited. Uh, thank you for hanging in there, everybody, in Dublin and in Brussels. And here we go. There's o- the only way to pick this up is twelve lines up from the bottom of Lamed Aleph Lama, Bet, where Ari Lebowitz, the great Tafiyomi master, picked up the word Bishlema. The Gemara says Bishlema Yochanan Amar Kamokim my time What is this question? The question is as follows. And today we'll be bringing together a lot of the shitas that we've discussed until now. So. Talked about haba Let's say right in the first mission of elonaros, which is where we are. There is a discussion of elonaros. These are the girls who get knas. Right, they've been violated chas and they get a knas. And amongst them is that third category of women that were violated, that for whom the perpetrator is getting also a chi of kares. Right for violating them, because they are one of the Krovim, right? Achoso, let's take as an example, right? It gives the Krovim like we had in Yevomus, right? So, Achoso. Okay, so a person, uh, degenerate, violates his sister, Chas V'Shalom, and uh, he has an Iser Karez. And the Kiddush of our mishnah is that he also gets a knas Now, there was a problem. There was a stira, and we've been dealing with this now since I was away over the weekend, a few blot now, that there's also a Mishnah in Maseches, Malkus, which we're going to, Bezan Hashem, get to also. And it discusses Elohain Halokin, who gets Malkus, and sure enough, in that context, Abba Al-Achoso. Wow. So what's going on? He gets Kares and Knas. And Malchus. Well, now today we put it all together because some hold you can't get Kares and Malchus. Some hold you can't get Kares and the Knas. Uh, but the most fundamental question here, and, and and we've talked about all of them, right? And all of those sheitas exist amongst Tanaim. Now, obviously, our Mishnah that says that you get a Knas obviously holds that you can get. A knas, and you can all, even though it's an isra kares, we've already talked about that. Okay, and not everybody holds that way, but obviously our Mishnah does hold that way. Okay, now, does our Mishnah also agree with the Mishnah in Malkus? Do we hold that he gets knas and kares and Malchus? So that it's also controversial because it is assumed that if you get knas, you don't get malchus, that the, never the twain shall meet, that if you get malchus, you also, you're not going to also get a knas. And we've discussed some of these shitas, and we've attached names to them. Today, we're going to sort it all out. I, probably the best way to first learn this before it becomes, you know, second nature to you is to chart it out, to literally, like, draw a chart and show who, that's what Rabbi Safra Shlita would do, to show who holds what. So, let's take it slow. So, let's assume... That the fact that the Mishnah in Makkah says that you get Ma- that you get Malkas for violating one sister, uh, let's assume that that is a stira, right, right? That that contradicts our Mishnah, says you get a knas. So, so how do the two Mishnahs coexist? How could one say that for the same avera you get a knas as we do in our Mishnah, and the Mishnah in Malkas say that for that same avera you also get Malkas? Are you getting both? Oh, so Rish Lakish says yes. Rish Lakish had the shita. We already explained this. He says that in fact the two mishnayish, the two sources, do not contradict. That in fact you can get both. This is the shita of Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir says loke umishalem. Okay, you can get malchus and you can get knas, and therefore the two mishnayish are not contradictory at all. Our mishnah is highlighting the chiddush that even though it's an kares, you're going to get a knas, and the mishnah in Malchus is saying that even though it's an Isser Kares, you're also going to get Malchus. And you put them all together according to Remeir, this is R- R- Rish Lakish and it turns out you have a Chi of Kares, and you get a Knas, and you get Malchus. You get it all, baby. Okay? Fine. Rabbi Yochanan says that can't be. That he holds, Enaloka Mishalim, that if you're getting a Kanas, as it says in our Mishnah, must be you're not getting Malchus. Wait, so, but the Mishnah in Makkah says that you do get Malkas for violating your sister. So what's the case? So Rabbi Yochum says, no, our Mishnah is saying is talking about a case where he didn't get Hasra. That's considered like equivalent of Shogig, right? Where nobody, you know, like he didn't know it was bad or whatever it is. And therefore, he will get a Knas only because he does not get Malkas. In other words, if he got proper Hasra, then he would get Kares and he would get malchus, and he would not be Mishalim. But our Mishnah is talking about you find this degenerate Nudnik and nobody ever told him. And so now he's going to not get malchus because he didn't get proper forewarning, so to speak. He didn't do it with proper and in, in full intent. And therefore, we're go- that's the case of our Mishnah where he gets a knas. Because in that case, you do not get Malkus and you do get a knas. That was Machlokas, Reish Lakish, and Rebbe Yochanan. So now the Gemara is asking. I can understand why Rebbe Yochanan didn't want to say like Reish Lakish. Because again, in order for Reish Lukish to say that the two Mishnahis are existing and that you're getting the Malkus and the knas, he has to go according to the Das yachid of Rebbe Meir. He has to say that we hold like Rebbe Meir lokeo And guess what? That's what the Gemara says, the reason why Rabbi Yochanan doesn't like that, Mokim <speaking> Lokar Rabbanan, <in> because <Hebrew> you prefer to hold like the popular opinion of the Rabban, right? That ain't no mishalim. And that's the advantage of the Sheita of Rib Yochanan when he switches up the Shita to talk about a case where in our case where there was no Hasra and therefore there was no Makas and there was only a Knas. But the Gemara asks Rishlakish, my time Yochanan, But Raishlakish, why did he retreat from the Sheita of Rabbi Yochanan and hang on to the sheet of Rabbi Meir. What was the incentive of of, of to hold like Rabbi Meir? So the Gemara says Amar the Ilu Istrube Potter Hilo Nami The Rishlakish has a fascinating concept. Okay, and if I'm going to be of any use to you, Barry, today, then maybe I can explain this in a way. Albeit, could be that's not the right way to explain it. Maybe I can explain this in an understandable way. And we will have done our work here today, okay? As follows. You know, when you don't get Hasra, right? For we talked about this, right? The this this degenerate is violating his sister, and he doesn't get proper warning. Does that mean that he doesn't have a chiv, Malchus? And and um and therefore he has a chiy of knas, or does it mean he has a chiy of malchus? This is what I'm trying to say is like this, right? Would you say that? Okay, I'll ask you like this: when we are assuming, and it's and it's a fact that if a person doesn't have proper hasra, right? If a person does it gig, we don't give malchus. Okay, we don't give malchus. That's Rabbi Yochanan's explanation of our mishnah, and it's because we don't give malchus says Rabbi Yochanan that we can give the knas. Okay. That we can give the monetary uh, punishment. So I'll ask you this. When we don't give Malchus, is because he doesn't he's have a Chi of Malchus? Or you'd say that he has a Chi of Malchus, but he's getting out on a technicality. Like we didn't read him his Miranda rights, right? We didn't tell him that, we, we didn't warn him that he would give Malchus. So for that technical reason, right, we can't administer Malchus. So he's getting out on a technicality, right? But, really, he's a chay of Malkus. What would be the difference? Well, and this is, you know, I've been, ever since we started Elan I've been getting extra excited, I've been saying, oh, this is so yeshivish, this is so yeshivish. Some of the association, right? And, you know, the, the names, from Nechun Yimben Akana, Tanad all the classics. And some of it is the familiar concepts. But it's really, it's these abstract, I mean, since we started in Bruxelles, we've been at this for a while, but he's abstract, like the machlok, the nafkamina between Hashem ben Asiyah and Shimonate an Mani is only a case where you, the the trumas shove down a person's throat, right, on Shabbos, because that's the only time where the geneva and the hana and whatever and the chiv are, are, are come simultaneously, right? All these different examples that are so abstract, this is not any more, anybody could just learn halakha bear. anybody could learn a set of rules. But this idea of these abstracts to try to fine tune and grind down the shitas down to their concepts and their abstract is really something that is like the essence of the, this, uh, the, the learning that we do in yeshiva. Once you get down to that, uh, and today they'll also have the element of mental gymnastics, of trying to balance and, and keep track of all the different opinions and to see who really held like who and to just that fine dicing and slicing, as the Rabbi Safar would say, is really like the essence of what we do in yeshiva. So it's an opportunity to do it here. So this is just a small, easy example of it. It's a 101. Is it that you're chayev mal- malchus, but you're not getting them because of a technicality? Because if that's the case, then you shouldn't have to pay a knas because that is what... Rish is just saying, Rish is just saying like this: that what do you need in order to avoid a knas? Do you need to get actual lashes, and it just means like you're not going to actually administer both punishment, the, the punishment and the financial right and the financial knas? Or is it that if you have a chiv of malchus, then you're not going to have to pay a knas? And then if you happen to get out of on a technicality of actually having the malchus administered, well, that that's, doesn't mean that you're going to get the Knaas. It's just the Chiv of the malchus that gets rid of the Knaas. That's what Rish Lakish is saying. So reading inside again, that Amalach came the Ilu with that, but all that means is, since had he been forewarned, he'd be Pater from the Knaas because he would have gotten the malchus Kilo Asrubei Nami Pater. Then here, even though he did not get Hasra. The and therefore, because of that technicality, he does not actually physically get the malchus. because he's still high of Malkus, right? He's still going to be Pata from the knas. Okay, well, if you hold that, okay, so then that uproots the entire sheet of Rabbi Yochanan. The whole point of Rabbi Yochanan was, he obviously disagrees, right? He says that if you don't get the malchus actually administered, which is to say, if you didn't get Hasra, so then you don't. Get the malchus, and it is only in that case that you get the knas. So this is a fundamental right machlokas between Rish Lakish and Rabbi Yochanan whether you actually would right get a knas in a case where you didn't have Hasra, right or wait okay so that's the question. now the Gemara says ve'ozu the tamayim and Rish Lakish and Rabbi Yochanan agree with the, with themselves they they are consistent with their own shitas elsewhere. The Chiyasser of Dimei Yamar, because when Devi came from Eretz Yisrael to Bavl, he said Chayim he says shogin v'chayim shogin acher. He made a uh, right, and so he made a the following case. He says, "Bishogeg" means that you did a bishogeg, and it's the equivalent of not getting hasra. So he says, if a person committed an act where normally he bichayv misa, but he did so bishogeg, or if he committed an act where he bichayv malchus, but he did so bishogeg, or davar acher, which is an allusion, as Rashi explains, to monetary to money. Okay, so again, whether it's chayiv misa or chayiv malchus or chayiv mamon, right? In any of these cases, right? Rabbi Yochanan Chayv, Amar, Rabbi Yochanan Amar Chayv, Reish Lakish, Amar pater. So you see exactly what we said before, right? That when it comes to paying the money, Rabbi Yochanan would say that if it was a Chayv misa or a malchus or a Mamun, mamon, uh, if you did it v'shogeg, which means, or without Hasra, which is the same thing, and which means that you were not administered the actual full punishment, then you'd be chayef to pay the Mamum. Right? All of these cases, you're talking about a case, Ravdim is bringing out a case, all these cases where you have a certain chayef, and you did a certain iser, and you also are going to be high of a certain amount of money. So, as we said, if you employ the principle of kim mine, if you employ, or if you just employ the principle that you can't give both, so then you would actually not have to pay the mammon. But what? Because of the fact you did a beshogig, and therefore you were not administered the actual punishment, then you're going to get the Pekhi of mammon. You'll have to pay the financial knas. Whereas Reish Lakish, our Potter, right? But Reish Lakish holds that it is not the administration of the capital punishment, so to speak, that's going to potter you from the Mammon. It is in fact just the fact that you have this Chiyuv that potters you from the Mammon, that exempts you from the Mammon, and therefore even if you did it Bishogeg, and based on that technicality, you did not have the punishment that normally one would get where there is a Chiyuv Misa or a Chiyuv Malkus, or a, a financial thing. The financial thing, leave out, because we're not going to discuss it much, because obviously, well, there's two types of financial things. Either it's restitution or a kanas. But be that as it may, right, even in a case where you did not have to, right, uh, suffer the consequences of your actions because of the technicality of the fact that you did a bishogeg, you're still exempt, right, from the chiyuv of That was the statement that Rabbi Dimi brought from Israel, okay. Because right? Rabbi Yochanan and Rish Lakish are arguing this in Israel. So, therefore, it's consistent. Right? This is all consistent because in that case, Rish Lakish says that you pay a knas anyway. And Rabbi Yochanan says that you do not pay the knas. Uh, right? I said it the exact opposite. Sorry. In that case, Rabbi Yochanan says that you pay the knas anyway. And Rish Lakish says that you do not pay the knas. Okay. Because this is what we said here. And therefore Rabbi Yochanan says, he says you pay the knas anyway, just to review, he's saying in our Mishnah, that's a case where it was shogeg, or bli hasra, as we say, and therefore you have to uh, pay the knas. And Rish says, that's not good enough because you would not be paying the knas even though it was without hasra. And therefore Rabbi Yochanan amarchai, if the Gemara is explaining, the halo hasrube, right? In other words, it's shogeg. So now the Gemara is just explaining the statement of Rabdimi that, in fact, because there was no Hasra, therefore, right, uh, he has no Chiv, so to speak, right, which means that he is Chayiv Mammon. okay, right? Where there's Reish Lakish Amar Pater. Reish Lakish says that he's Pater, again, from paying Mammon. why? Came into Ilu Asrube Pater. He lost, since, if he had not gotten Nasrach, he'd be pater, which is to say, he just he, all he needs is the chiv, so to speak. And so even though he got out of the actual punishment on a technicality, it knocks out the monetary obligation of paying a knas, even though he got out of it without because there's no hasra. So now Rishlakish is going to challenge Reb as follows. Rishlakesh wants to prove that it is true that even though something is bishogeg that it's still going to patah you from the moment as follows. He says, Now a lot of this daf that we didn't even get to yet is going to uh, be repetitive. I'm trying to put it all together here in Lamed Hay. Remember that pasuk. It says that a bunch of people are, a bunch of dudes are fighting. They hit a pregnant woman and she miscarries. Now, the Pusuk says, if there's no fatality, then ano she has to monetarily pay. That was what the Pusuk said. Right. Now, that is certainly implying that if someone does die, right, and even if it's not the right person, right, meaning these guys were trying to kill each other and they ended up killing the baby. Okay. So, that is a show gig, right? And still, it me, it's saying that if somebody does not die, right, so then they're going to, Right, pay, the value. Okay, well, it sounds like if somebody does die, then you're not going to pay, right? Right, Barry's already at lamet Heimad Aleph, but he doesn't realize it, doesn't really explain. This has to be explained inside. Beloyi ason anoshi anesh means that implication is if there is an ason, then you don't anoshi anesh, which is to say you don't pay the monetary uh, value. So that means that, again, if there is an ason, by definition, in that case... It's Bishogig, right? Because you're not even killing the right person, so to speak, right? But you still, right, do not have to pay the monetary loss, right? Because if there is ason, not a Noachian nation. That's the implication of the pasuk. Okay. So now, as we finally arrive, along with hey, at the almost hopeless time at five fifty eight a.m., the Rashi, the Gemara says, "My love, ason mamish." This is, is is it not? Does it not mean that it's mamish ason, which is to say? Right? As Rashi explains, first Rashi, if the woman does not die, then, okay, then, he's going to have to pay. What's the monetary pay? Whatever the value of that fetus would be, right? Okay. But it sounds like if she did, if, right, right? That's what just, uh question to Reb Yohanan. He's saying that if, in fact, the fetus dies or the woman dies, somebody dies here, right, so, so then, right, you have, you, this, if somebody dies, you do not have to pay the mammon, even though it's Mashogeg. So we see that when you have Misa, then you don't have to pay the mammon. So B'yokonah says, lo, din, ason. Goes back to this. It doesn't mean that somebody actually physically died. It means somebody actually was charged with murder in the Bezdin. Just like when we say by Malchus, that if somebody is charged and actually administered the punishment of lashes, then Rabbi Yochanan would agree that you don't have to pay. So it goes back to the same machlokas: Do you have to get actually have the punishment administered in order to be pater the mammon, or is just the of that patahs you? So they can both interpret that pasuk accordingly, right? Where Rishlokish would say that something, even if something happened, but you didn't get charged, you would be pater. and Rabbi Yochanan would say that you'd have to be charged in order to be pater Fine. And some say the exact... Uh, conversation in the opposite direction. Ikad Amri is Rabbi Yochanan Rish Lakish. Rabbi asked Rish Lakish the kasha based on his interpretation of the pasuk. It says, My love, din Does it not mean that you have to have had it administered in a court of law? Lo ason mamish. Uh, and Rish Lakish would reply, "No, it doesn't mean in a court of law. It means ason like a tragedy, like in the colloquial sense, like a tragedy happened, somebody died, in the, independent of what happened in the courtroom." Okay. So that's on the level of Raishlakish shlokish and Rabbi Now let's break it down even further. is there really anybody who's going to agree with this concept that if you're chayiv misa Bishogeg, that you're chayiv to pay? Right. The Hatani de right? Tana de says the following: the famous Tana de Make adam umake behema. Right? What happens, make adam behema. So as rashi explains that this is a Ghazaira Shava, where just as we'll say it outside, uh that oh and we'll say it outside and then we'll read it inside. When a person hits another person, a person strikes and kills a person, it is clear that he's going to not have to pay. Right, and we're going to say even if it's bishogeg, he never pays for whatever monetary damages he caused when he killed that person. Um, the contrast is the behema, where if a person kills a behema, it doesn't matter if, if it was right bishogeg or bamezid; he does pay right for the value of the behema. And again, this we've already looked seen in the last few blots. Now you would say, well, this is not Egei Shova, This is the two exact opposites. It's opposites, but it's the same in the sense that Shogig and Mezid doesn't matter, right? In the case of Odom, you never have to pay, whether it's Shogig or Mezid. In the case of a behema, you always have to pay, whether it's Shogig or Mezid. And in that sense, they're the same, that Shogig or Mezid doesn't matter. Well, guess what? Just to remind ourselves what the, what the point is here, that that means that if you kill a person, Bashogeg, Chai Misa, Shogigin, are always Mishaleim. Oh. So says the Gemara. Just like by behema, there's no chilek between Shogun and mezid. Either way, you have to pay. It Doesn't matter if it's shogeg, Okay, this is a little bit of a anomaly because that really only applies to Make a human being. But be that as it may, right? When we learn makos bezat we'll see it matters whether you do it in an upward or in a downward swing, as we've already seen. Okay, potro mamon, right? Um, Either way, those things are not going to help to exempt him from the monetary payment, Elchaivo Mamun, because the at the end of the day he will have to give the monetary payment. So Af Make Adam Lotlik Mam beshot them So too, when you hit a human being, it and right strikes a person. It doesn't matter whether right it was i Bashogeg um right inadvertently or be mazed deliberately, or be miscaven, shamiskavin, intentional, unintentional, being derich lyurida, laderchalia, upward, downward. Right, downward, upward. I don't know which way is up these days. Lechayv mamon, right? El Potra mamon. Either way, you're not going to be mechayv mamon. You're going to be poter. So the question is, Rabbi Yochanan says that a person, right? He he made it sound like whether it was misa or malchus. Rabbi Yochanan does not exempt, right? This person who's chayv misa from from having to pay, right? He says that. He's going to have to pay. He makes him pay even without hasra. That was his. That was his whole shita. The whole shita of Rabbi Yochanan was that our mishnah where he says that you get a knas is because he didn't have hasra. Really? You're gonna right? You, so he says. So he says he makes him pay without hasra. Okay. But we see that when you have a chi of misa, right? That what? So so, so again. So our mishnah is not talking about a chi of misa. Our our mishnah is talking about. Right, achi of kares—that's a different thing. That's not misi b'deishamaim. Be that as it may, right? So, so Rabbi Yochanan says our mission is achi kares, and therefore, if he does it Shogeg, that's when he pays. Right, that's when he pays the knas. But when Rabbi Dimi brought the report, he says chayiv misa, chayiv malchus. All of these, Rabbi Yochanan would say, right, that you have to pay. So, wait a minute. But didn't we say Make Make that in chayiv misa you don't have to pay? So how could you, how could Rav Dimi bring this piece of Tyra from the great God of Stral of Yochanan, saying that you write that you have to pay of Mamun even in a case where you did Misa Bishogig? We see that Make that it doesn't matter whether it's Shogig or mazid, you're always going to be potter from paying in a case of Misa of Bne Adam. So Gemara says, No, it has to be that that, that uh report from Rav Dimi was somehow not correct. And we have a different report from Ravin. Ravin was very authoritative. And there, the Machlokas, Rabbi Yochanan, and Meshlakish sound is a little different as follows. Ella says the Gamar, Kiasa, Ravin, Amar, Chayve Misa, Shogigin, Kuley Lopligi, Deptur, and there it is. Rabbi Yochanan would agree with this Makhe Makhe idea. And when it comes to Chiv Misa, everyone's going to say that you're Pater from Tashlumim. Even Rabbi Yochanan. Kipligi, right? Even when it's Bishogeg, right? Kipligi, when's the Machlokas... The only time they had a machlokas was a chiv malkas and right monetary things. Where Rabbi Yochanan Amar Chai, Rabbi says you still have to pay. Chai v'misus itkush, Chai v'malkias lo itkush. So here the Gemara is explaining the rationale. Where is does Rabbi Yochanan gets this? How does he split the Adam over here? Well, because Ma'keh Ma'keh is talking about chiv misa. Oh, so since Ma'keh Ma'keh is talking about chiv misa, it's only in chiv misa. Where you compare it to the animal in the sense that there's no difference between shogeg and Mazin. and therefore, if you're if you when you have a chi of misa, right, even if you did it with shogeg, you're going to be potter from knas. Whereas chaye Malchius, right, lo itkush, but malchus is not what it's talking about, and therefore, in the case of malchus, you still are going to have to pay uh, the knas. Because it's not part of that make, make, uh So, what, what's Vishlakish going to say? So, Vishlakish Amar says the Gemara, Potter says, our Because the Torah explicitly compared the Chi of to Chi Misa, and now you're linking them up. You're saying the Chi of is like Chi Misa, and he's, Rabbi Yochanan and Rishlakish both agree that the Chiv Misa, he's not going to pay the Knas. Rabbi Yochanan holds that that only applies to the chi of Misa, not the Chiy of Malkus, whereas Rishlokish is going to say, whatever is good for the goose is good for the gander. Whatever is true of Chiy of Misa, namely that you do not have to pay a knas, even if you violated the Chiy of Misa, Bishogeg is also going to be true of the Chiy of Malkus, Bishogeg, because malchus and Misa are intentionally linked, and by being intentionally linked, it means that even, even in a Chiy of Malkus, you're not going to pay the knas, right? Of course, that impacts our Mishnah directly, because we have a, Mishnah in Makos it says that you get Makos for violating your sister and therefore how could you get a knas right for violating your sister as well must be that you hold but again so you so, so he's just explaining within Rava of course this is where it becomes right really complicated because he, he it has to be that he holds like we're a mayor that you do have loka and okay we'll have to bring that back around but anyway the Gemara asks hechad rips of Torah first the Gemara asks where is this. Uh, connection between the Chiv Malkus and Chiv Misos of which Rish Lakish speaks. So that itself is a Machlokas Abaye in Rava. Right? So we're splitting the atom multiple times here. So Amar Abaye, Asir, Russia, Russia. So there's two psukim, right? When it comes to capital offense, it says, this is in, right, in Bamed right? Bar, with regards to capital punishment here, it just says, if a person is going to actually guilty and is going to be put to death, so it says you don't accept a ransom, okay? But and then it says that what with regards to makas hakos ha russia, okay? So rozeach a russia ha russia, it's exera shava that just like it says russia, obviously in the context of Makos, which is imbin hakos ha russia, the classic right makas pasuk, right? So so just like in Capital fences, right? You're not going to pay knas regardless of whether it's shogig or, or uh, Mazid, So too, byoyim bin akosa Russia, because they of Russia. Russia, Abayah says teaches you that malkas and right and actual misa are the same with respect to paternity from a knas, and it is that extra hekish, that Rish holds of that links up malkas to misa, and therefore just like you're going to be pater with knas with misa, you will be. But also are also with Malchus as well. That's according to Abaye. Rava, however, has a different hekesh, right? Rava Amar Asya Make Make. It's Make, right? Uh, stated with, which is talking about, right, Make is talking about giving Malkus, okay, classically, to what? Make Behema. What's its Make Behema? Hmm. Well, the Pasuk doesn't sound like it says Make Behema, not really directly. Let's see, but again, there he's saying he's not saying that he's, he's there. He's saying that Malchus is directly compared to Behemoth. In other words, Rish Lakish says Misa is right, right. Abaye rather says that Misa is compared to Behema, that they're similar in that it doesn't matter between Shargum and Mezid, and then he and then Rava and Abaye rather attaches Malchus to Misa. Huh. Rava goes direct; he doesn't attach Malchus to Misa. He just says that Malchus directly is compared to Behema, Ma'ke Ma'ke. So, I am really a layer of Rava. Wait a minute, hi Ma'ke. What, which Ma'ke are you talking about? Because it says the word Ma'ke a few times here, only to add uh, confusion. So, Ilamo Ma'ke If what you are saying is Ma'ke Behema, but the pasuk actually says that if you pay, if you if you hit an animal, you pay, and if you hit a person, you die instead of paying. Okay. So that's the Apostle of Yikr Chavdalid. So he says, "High That's talking about with murder. That's not talking about, right, uh, Malkus. Again, the point of, of, of Rava is that he's comparing Malkus directly to Behema. Well, and he's using the word ma'ket. So the word ma'ket actually is talking about, not about Malkus. It's not, it's talking about actually Misa. So it can't be that. So you must be referring to the pasuk that says "maken nefesh nefesh tachat nefesh." Oh. so okay, so that so this is all the action here is in variyik or chaf dalid, right? So he says it's not the pasuk chaf aleph; it's pasuk yudches earlier where it says "maken nefesh nefesh tachat nefesh." Oh. that when you when you uh, kill an animal, you have to pay for it. Okay. And then, so there, that's the killing of the animal. And now, again, according to Rabbi, you're going to compare it directly to Makas. And then, it's adjacent to that, and in the next pasuk. test, it says, mum and that means that he's getting Makas, because after all, he's hitting his buddy, Bahai, lav, makehi. So, the only thing that makes sense, is that you're comparing it since Rava saying that we're mainlining it and we're comparing the Behema directly to Makkos so it only makes sense that he's talking about Pasuk yachas and Pasuk yetes in Vayikra Chftalid and if those are the psukim that he's talking about well guess what lav Makehi it doesn't say the word Make so then right Rava who claims that we're directly comparing Makkos to Behema and he uses the word Maken Make well, the words makeh, makeh, don't appear in those psukim. So conceptually, those are the only psukim that make sense. and But just when you look at the actual words, we don't have a of makeh, makeh. So what is the Gemara answer? Hanan Rav is saying he's a concept guy, very abstract godol. And he says, no, it's identical concepts, not identical terms not a real Gezer Shava, classical Gezer Shava, where you have the two words and they're the same, but Haka Hakka means it's the concept of haka, that it's hitting your friend versus ma- uh, hitting an animal directly compared to hitting, to getting Makkas, that just like with regards to an animal, you're going to pay whether it's Shogun or Mezid, so too, Makkas is the same, that it doesn't matter whether it's Shogun or maze, just like we said by Misa, you're not going to pay. Oh, so now that's the crux of the Maklokas, according to Ravah, between Reuchon and Lakish. Okay. So asked, Vahaki Ksiv, We have two questions on Rava. First of all, that pasuk is talking about hitting your friend. And you're saying that we're talking about makus, right? And comparing Makos to Behemoth. But in that case of Khova you're not getting makos. You're only getting Tashlumin. You don't get Makos for hitting your friend. So how is that going to work? How is that comparison, of and ma'akeh, going to work? If your whole point is to compare makos to isn't that wild? Your whole point is to compare makos to hitting a to to uh, hitting a behema, right? To ma'akeh behema, and yet it's not a case of makos. That's not the din. So the Gemara said it said earlier. This is another case of a very. This is what I mean by yeshiva is very abstract that. It's true that if you do hakar Sheshma bashaver pruta, that you have to pay and you don't get malchus. But if you do hakar, that's pachos mishaver pruta, right? Which is to say, the monetary inflicted damages are minimal. So then you still get punished. You can never hit anybody, and therefore, if it's if you if you hit somebody and you don't, right? Uh, break skin, so to speak, right? You don't actually cause any real damage financially. You doesn't lose any work. doesn't have to go to the doctor. It doesn't, ha- it doesn't really get embarrassed. Everything is pachas pruta, right? If, if that is just the experience itself, you still get punished for it. But if there's no monetary implication, the punishment is makas. So there is that one case where it's pachas pruta, where you do get. Malchus, and since there is that one case, we do get Malchus, it's enough for Rabba to hold on to, right, in this abstract world to say that it's Loke, and therefore compare the Malchus to Machabehema, and therefore to say that we have this direct link where, just like Malchus ain't a right, so too. Right, just like Behemoth, you are paying regardless of Shogig Mezid, Malchus, you're not going to be paying regardless of Shogig Mezid. Similarly to what we said by Misa, except for Rev Yochanan is willing to say it even by Malchus. Okay, so as we turn to Lam Heon we say, the Gemara says, Sof, Sof, but at the end of the day, Lav Barta Shlumimhu. Huh. The point of the Gemara here is fascinating. It's saying, you know, it's true that he's not paying. In the case of Malchus, when the, uh, I'm sorry, he's not paying in the case of hitting a friend because uh, um, in, in this, and he does get Malchus instead. In a case where he hit him to the tune of less than a shavapruta. that's true. But guess why he gets Malchus and he doesn't have to pay? It's not because ah, oh, he's loke ve'ino mishaleim and he gets Malchus and therefore he's exempt for paying. No, that's not the shot. The shot is he doesn't have to pay because there's nothing to pay. Right? That's what it means. There is no monetary restitution here because there was no monetary loss. And it is for that reason that he's getting Malkas. It's not for this abstract, lumdish reason of loke ve'aina mishaleim. It's just simply there is no tashlumin to be made. Oh. So it says the Gemara. Mm. Good point. The Gemara says, The case must be, so again, we've split the atom four times here, and now a fifth time. The case must be where together with striking his friend, he also, Koresh, he ripped his coat. So what happened? Well, that was a fancy coat, Barry. And therefore, there surely was a monetary loss. But the monetary loss was not embedded in the physical assault itself. It was incidental, but simultaneous to it. Kiddush being, he still (laughs) loke ve'inu me'shalem that, okay, so it's not a chiddish to say that you don't have to pay for the wound, for the right infliction. That's not a chiddish because there was no monetary component to that wound infliction, as it turned out. My mother-in-law's al-zayin once got cut in half almost by an egg and bus, and they, in Israel, you don't, you don't pay for that because like, she doesn't work, so she didn't lose days off of work. It's a, different, it's a different legal system. Anyway, so, but she's, Baruch Hashem, better. She should live to 120 in good health. Anyways. Uh, my, my point is, there's different ways of defining right, how, whether there was monetary loss. But let's say there was no monetary loss in the wound itself. But the Chiddush shows that even if there was an incidental, coincident monetary loss of, of ruining his beautiful leather jacket, he doesn't have to pay for that either. Because after all, he inflicted a Chabura with no monetary loss embedded in it. He therefore gets Malkus. And from those Malkus, he's exempt for the monetary payment of the other simultaneous coincidental mamon of ripping the jacket, and therefore that keeps a and shita alive of Loke einu meshalim, even in the case of pachos mishav Prudha in the chabura. Wow. Whew. So i of chila rava. Okay. Let's take a step back and talk about Tana echiskia. Okay. That we talked about. What did Chizkia say? He said that Ma'ake Adam right? That that you're going to always be Potter, right? When you're Ma'ake Adam, you're always going to be Potter from Tashlumin. So how do we know? Rav wants to know that that's talking about that it happened on a Tuesday. In other words, when we make that con- comparison of Ma'ake Adam Ma'ake are we sure that it doesn't matter whether you do it, B'sho'ge Well, that would be true on a Tuesday. That doesn't matter whether you do B'sho'ge Okay? Like, That would be true. Let's say if it was on a Tuesday, it wouldn't matter. Or today is a Wednesday, so it wouldn't matter. But, Maybe that whole Pusuk is talking about Shabbos, right? We don't have control over which day of the week this, this uh, incident takes place. So if it happens on Shabbos, there is going to be a distinction in B'sho'ge right? The gufa B'sho'ge fluge. Even with regards to the behema, right, our whole reasoning for saying that you're potter from tashlumin by Adam is because we're going to say it's like a behema, that you're always chayav in tashlumin. Well, guess what? Even in a behema, you're not always chayav in tashlumin ben b'shoge, ben mezid. because if you did it on Shabbos, there's going to be a kim lebeder, right, because you're going to be potter from tashlumin because you did a chi of Misa because you killed a behemoth on Shabbos, which you're not allowed to do. Mi, mi, right, Ben Adam Lamachem, you're not allowed to do. So the whole thing falls apart. Because if there's a case where the Tashlumin right, is split between Shogig and Mezid, so now that's going to split up the Shogig and Mezid where there's no Tashlumin in a case of Adam. So the whole comparison of Makem falls apart. So the Gemara says, Now, don't take my Behema case and bring it into a Shaba situation. Because, because you have to look at the Pasuk. The Pasuk says that if you hit a behemah, you have to pay. If you hit a human being, you get killed and you don't have to pay. What would be the case? So If that case is talking about where there's shogeg, so to speak, right? Where there's no astra. So then why would you kill a person? Why would you give capital punishment? We know that you don't give capital punishment unless there is, in fact... Hasra, you never give capital punishment in Bishogeg. So must be da Must be that both the case of the Makebehima and Adam, since it's all said in one breath in the Pasuk, they're both talking about where there was, in fact, proper warning. And therefore, Vibe Shabbis, Makebahima And therefore, if it was on Shabbos, you would never say Makebehima Ishamana in a case where there was Hasra. Right? It's like taking the question and flipping it back on you, in a way. It's like the classical Jewish thing. Make, right? How, how do we know that Yaakov Avinu wore a hat? Bayet's a Yaakov. He would walk out without a hat? You know, that kind of thing. So it's, it's, so, so, so it says like this. And if it happened on Shabbos, you would make him pay. So obviously, right, that case can't, right, can't be a case we're talking about. Bishog bishogeg, maybe Shabbos, rather, because if it was Shabbos, then behema is not going to pay. So again, the only way you can reconcile the pasuk, what we're saying, just to bring it back, the pasuk says behema yishalmena, and human being, you get you pay, you get killed, and you don't pay. Behema, you pay, human being, you don't pay, and it's in the same breath. Well, guess what? If it was Shabbos, it doesn't make any sense, because if it was Shabbos, then Either way, it doesn't make sense. Either we give you hasra, in which case the behema you would not pay, right? If you did it bemezid, because after all, you violated something Bemazid on Shabbos, and you get killed for that. And if it was bishogeg, you would not get killed for the adam, maybe you'd be, you're right, because you don't get killed for doing bishogeg. So that pasuk could never exist in the world of Shabbos. It must exist in the world of a weekday, and therefore that's how we know it's a weekday, and that's how we know. So we've put the Pasik back together. We brought back together Ma'Keh Maqah, and we're saying that Ma'akemakeh must be during the weekday, and therefore just like there's no difference between Shogun Mayazid by Behemoth, so too there should be no difference between Shogun May'azid by human being. Fine. Therefore, El Alav must be this weekday. So Amala Papala As as we walk slowly to the Umud over here, and we're in the middle of the page, the looming like the grim reaper is coming to the Yammud over here. So Amalir Papala Bay. So this is what we'll pick up tomorrow, right? That we talk about. That's the sheet of Reb Meir. That we have to revisit, right? And so we'll have the schuss tomorrow. It's really only like 10 lines to the two dots. But those 10 lines that we have to look forward to tomorrow are going to be like a summary, basically, of everything we've learned uh, in the last few blot. So we have the schuss of Andrew, not missing that. Bar Hashem. And then we'll resume with the two dots uh, on Lamad Hayam and uh at that point. Okay. Hashakah.